welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack, available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, joined by Andrew P. Shea. We'll have Ross Tucker along a little bit later. Andy, let's start with the news. And first of all, just an alert, you're playing a little bit under the weather, but you're a gamer, so you're still ready to go, right? Under the weather, yes. That would be a good term. Yeah, I'm I'm fighting a regular, old-fashioned, nasty head cold. Not the more fashionable COVID infection, right? I checked and did my home test, and it was negative, but... So I just have a good old-fashioned nasty head cold. But you, you're playing hurt, which I appreciate. Let's get right to the news, <laughs> Let's get Andy. To it. Let's get to it. Um, a couple interesting tidbits this week during the offseason. Uh, one last note on the Super Bowl. Penn State had a couple uh, Super Bowl champions in Nick Scott and Grant Haley. Uh, to me, what strikes me with that, Grant Haley... One of those guys, remember, he was the guy who returned the block field goal for the touchdown to beat Ohio State. One of the great moments in Penn State football history. Now he gets to revel in a Super Bowl also. What are your thoughts on those two players? So, first of all, how can you ever forget Grant Haley, who almost got caught by the kicker? By the way, he even admits that himself. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to get caught by the kicker? But I think the bigger thing for me was uh, Nick Scott had to step into a starting safety role for the playoffs for the Los Angeles Rams. Their starting safety got hurt. They turned to Nick Scott, who was a a special team stud for them, right? And he he would get, you know, that 12 to 15 snaps a game in situations at, at, at safety, for the Rams on a consistent basis, but this was a full-time starting role. And he, I thought he was outstanding. I mean, he got beat a couple times here and there, you know, in the Super Bowl, he got caught with his eyes in the backfield and they highlighted him, but so did the other three guys who all ran uh, towards the running back when he threw the, the through the touchdown pass. So he wasn't alone, uh, but he was the last guy on the back end. But I, I thought he was exceptional at safety for them. I thought it was undervalued how well he played. He had an interception against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in that game down in Tampa in the uh, in the you know the semifinal, <clears throat> the NFC divisional round game, if you will. But I think as a guy who, if you remember, he was a running back and then was converted to a safety at Penn State, was then drafted by the Rams, has be- found himself a place on an NFL roster, and then asked to step in an expanded role during a Super Bowl run and perform like they did, you know, you got to give him a golf clap for that for sure. And it's always nice to see Penn Staters uh, succeed at that next level. And it doesn't hurt to highlight that for incoming recruits. Anytime you have good NFL news for former Penn Staters, that's, that's a good thing for recruiting. I think you saw a little bit with, you know, Micah Parsons getting all his awards, uh, playing the way he did. That's a positive reflection on Penn State, so it's always nice to see. 
another tidbit, um, we had our friends over at Rivals announce their latest version of their top 250 recruits from the 2023 class. And Penn State already has three commits who are in that top 250. Good sign. Alex Birchmeyer, interior offensive lineman, um, was ranked number 40. J. Van Williams, the uh, tackle from while missing, ranked 159. And here was a name kind of going up the rankings. Lamont Payne, the cornerback, is at number 218. Again, you got to be careful with these rankings, especially fairly early. You know, they'll change a bit. But it does reflect well on Penn State's recruiting and also already in the 2023 class to have a couple players recognized. Well, not only a couple players recognized, Jimmy, but a couple of offensive linemen. I mean, let's just say, you know, what – it can't be – you can't have like a – a sole focus or try and fix a problem with one recruiting class. But this 2023 recruiting class and the offensive line, it needs to be better, right? Like they have not been recruiting uh, very well along the offensive lines. Quality has been a little bit lacking in terms of what you see on the field production from the last, you know, three or four classes. And then the numbers have been limited as well. So, this could use a little infusion of both and and have two, the top two guys that rivals ranks in their latest 250 both be offensive linemen and both be Penn State commits. You know, it's just a, a very small step in sort of the moving the broken apple cart in a little bit of a different direction. So that's my take on it. The fact that it's offensive linemen is, for Penn State fans should be like, oh, hallelujah. Maybe we can start not talking about the offensive line. And it highlights two different things, how they're doing so far with offensive linemen in the 23 class. Some may say they haven't gotten elite players. Well, Birchmeyer and Williams seem to satisfy that. For those who argue offensive line recruiting is a bit of a crapshoot, you know, you don't know who will end up being the best ones. You get as many as you can. So it's also an argument about quantity. They they seem to have hit both of those right off the bat here. Birchmeyer and Williams at the top is that quality. They've already got four out of their eight commits are offensive right. linemen. And, heck, there's another player who listed as an athlete, could be a tight end, could be a defensive end, or could conceivably grow into a tackle. So they're hitting both quality and quantity well here, aren't they? Yeah, they, and they, they have to, right? I mean, they are thin on both fronts uh, right now uh, in terms of their roster. They're, they're thin on quality and they're thin on quantity. So you can try and you know, manage that a little bit or hope you can help it a little bit on the quality side in terms of through the transfer portal and you get a little bit lucky as well because the transfer portal is also about a little bit of luck, I think. But in turn, you're recruiting and still, and I, I think if they end up with, you know, six, seven, eight offensive linemen in this class, seven offensive linemen in this class, that's not too high of a number in my opinion. They can just keep going and because they need to, 
you need to flip the script on the way it's been the last three to four years, and the only way to do that, yes, you have quality already, but quantity also matters too because, as we know, offensive line development isn't, you know, it's that, it's not the first year, it's the 18 months, and then what happens after they get that first 18 months on campus. And it's also a very inexact science. Oh, yeah. Speaking... Speaking of offensive linemen and the transfer portal, apparently Penn State put out an offer to another candidate for the offensive line by the name of Cole Spencer. Uh, they appear to have an advantage in that he's from Western Kentucky, where they also brought in his teammate, Mitchell Tinsley, the wide receiver. There's been some discussion, is he a tackle? Is he an interior offensive lineman? But speaking to your point, Andy, they need help on the offensive line still. Yeah, and he was a late he's, – he's kind of a, a late ad here in the transfer portal, like the postseason's over, you're into winter workouts, you know, for the next season, and bang, he pops in the transfer portal, you know, really recently. So, I mean, he's got a lot of mileage under him. He, he's played 45 games at Western Kentucky. That's that's a lot. He's played the last 26 over the last years. He's all-conference each of the past two years, but that's a lot of football games. That's a good thing, but for an offensive lineman, mileage matters, right? We've talked about that. You know, How much mileage can you get out of a guy? He, he's played some tackle and some center. He can he, I think he can play anything. I think Penn State's looking at tackles, so they are interested in him. If they're if they're interested in him, I think they're interested in him as a tackle. But they're gonna plenty of other schools are gonna be interested in him as well, and I think Kentucky's gonna be one of those schools as well that is gonna be very very interested in him and will make a push for him. But it seems like early out of the jump that Penn State's you know as soon as he hit the transfer portal, Penn State jumped on him pretty quick. Uh, they did, and um, I talked to our buddy Eric Lammers over at Penn State Rivals, who is all over the recruiting, whether it's from a high school or the, the transfer portal. And despite some reports that he would be an offensive or uh, an interior offensive lineman, um, Eric felt that he could come in as a tackle. And also, but I think one thing we've got to look out for when Penn State's bringing in a portal candidate, Penn State will also, they treat this like they do recruiting from high school. They want the full background on the player, and obviously they're interested, but they're going to do their due diligence before they bring a guy in. So at Penn State, I think the transfer portal process sometimes takes, sometimes takes a little bit longer than it may with other schools. Yeah, and particularly, I think right now in the transfer portal, if Penn State's looking at an offensive lineman or interested in an offensive lineman, I can't say it enough that it, they have to be looking at tackle prospects. They don't have a lack of interior guys already on the roster or guys who can transition inside. They are, they are the shortest of the short, which means offensive line's a problem, and the shortest part of that big problem is the offensive tackle position. So if they're looking at a guy in the portal, Jimmy, it's my opinion that they are looking at a guy as a tackle and a tackle only. 
you would think that would be the case. Um, one last uh, nugget from this week, Andy, is we heard reports that Al Golden is on his way to be defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Interesting I bring up his name because, of course, it was prominent when James Franklin took over at Penn State. There were some Al Golden supporters. Um, interesting his history where he's gone. He had the coaching tenure at Miami. He's kind of kicked around the NFL a bit uh, the last couple of years and now back in the college game as defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Yeah, so this is an interesting hire because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy, wasn't he a captain at Penn State too when he played for them? I'm not sure, Andy. I'm pretty but... sure he was, but <clears throat> he was in the mix or was part of the you know conversation when when James was hired. It's an interesting move for Notre Dame. Like I like Al Golden. I think Al Golden is a really, really good football coach. For Notre Dame, it's even though he had some bad records, that doesn't matter. It doesn't make you a bad coach. He's a good coach. He's proved that in the NFL again. And the Notre Dame head coach was the Notre Dame DC. So Al's the DC. So Al, this must be, you know, Al must be his guy to run his defense. And he has carved out a nice career for himself in the NFL and proved he deserves his shot. Thank you, Andy, on that. But that's going to be it for quarter one and the news. Stick around. We got Ross Tucker showing up for quarter number two. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.